What's up, everyone? Welcome to Brands on Brands. I'm Brandon Berkmeyer, and today is an interview with our friend, content creator, speaker, coach, Nikki Saunders from the Nikki and Moose podcast. That's right, the Nikki and Moose podcast. If you haven't checked it out, go to the Nikki and Moose podcast.com. And her host on that show and her take an inside look into the world's top personal brands and businesses to reveal the blueprint behind their success. I love this show. They break down things happening in culture and in the news and talk about the lessons for personal branding. It's a great entertaining show with amazing content and insight. If you haven't heard of Nikki Saunders, she's best known for her skills in editing video. She's got a huge Instagram following. Um, She was a strategist behind the growth of motivational speaker, Eric Thomas's online community. And she helped increase his Facebook and Instagram accounts from 300,000 followers to 2 million followers in a year and a half. She uh, has an online community on her website and uh, also has her own digital agency. It used to be called Beast Mode Digital, which she founded in 2018, but it relaunched as Deeper Than The Brand. You can check that out at deeperthanthebrand.com, but it's not only got a bunch of online courses that help you assist with, you know, how to be a better speaker, author, coach, entertainer, graphic designer, web designer, that kind of stuff. But it's also really an online community where you and other creators can get together and increase your skills with the help of coaches and courses. Outside of that agency, she's definitely contributor uh, and contributed to the social media examiners courses, as well as Eric Thomas's coaching programs uh, that he's built since then. But really, if you want to check everything she's got going on out, I would either go to deeperthanthebrand.com for the courses and community, or I would really go to nikkiandmoose.com to check out the show. It is one of the better shows I've seen on YouTube today. Uh, other than that, check out what we, we jump into today. We are talking about not just personal branding in theory, but really implementation how we think about social media, how we think about branding yourself in general, and really we dive into like the tools and approaches we really use in our businesses today. We kind of pick at each other back and forth. And I really ask her a lot of questions that I've been dying to know about how she's really creating her content for YouTube, for her podcast, et cetera. Uh, it is one of my favorites this year. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. Check it out. Brands on Brands. All right, let's get going. I'm so excited to welcome our guest today, Nikki Saunders, to the show. Nikki, first and foremost, just thank you for being here. Oh, no, no. Thank you for DMing me and asking me if I could be on. Like, I I didn't even know. The way you set it up was like, hey, pick a day. I didn't even know. I was just hoping I was. Lisa, I was, I was just hoping. <laughs> well, there's so much that goes into the background of this because I actually, make, I make it sound easy for you. For me, it's a lot of work. So I found Nikki, for those that don't know, because I, I every year I look at the top social media conference uh, in the US, uh, which is Social Media Marketing World, and I go, who are all the speakers? And there's a lot of them. And then I individually research every one of them, and I look at what they're putting out content-wise, and I look at what they're talking about on stage, 
And then I reach out to all of them individually. And I say, Hey, I hope I see you at the conference. And I, you know, I like what you're doing. Congrats on speaking. And then I go to the conference and I hope to see you guys in the hallway or at least on stage. I'll pass right. by. And I remember walking by your room and just the energy right off the bat was like to the, you know, to the 10th yep. and you were dropping some perspective. And I was like, okay, this is a follow-up for me. And then I went back. I looked at all your channel stuff. I was like, man, her show is the like great from a Thank personal branding perspective. So like, I'm going to bring her on the show. So on my end, I'm like, cool. Now I've got to like make her interested in coming on the show. So I sent you, I, I give this to the audience as perspective before we actually ask your questions, because I think they like to know how this stuff works. Oh, uh, yeah. So I sent them, I sent you like a DM. I sent you some pictures, like here's pictures of you talking on stage. Oh yeah. That was crazy. I was like, thank you. Cause normally as a content creator, right. There's, there's not normal times where we get pictures of ourselves. It's like, we're creating the content so right. much. So I was super appreciative of that. Right. And sometimes I have a photographer with me. I didn't, and I, I might've that day, but he's in different rooms too. And I do this just so that I can like, A, get good content for me, but then B, share it out as goodwill. So I, you know, I share it with you some pictures and I'm like, Hey, like love the speech, hope to get to know you better. Here's some pictures. Uh, and maybe we can, you know, collab sometimes. Right. And then I, I think I dropped the ball. I didn't follow up for like six months, but then, but I was like, okay, now I'm looking for guests again. And I reached out and she, and I was like, I'm just going to make this easy. I'm like, Here's who's been on the show that here are people that you know that have been on the show because mm -hmm. there are other speakers from the same conference. Uh, here's a link to sign up. And it literally is just, here's a calendar. You put it in. Yeah. I'm like, you don't have to do anything because what right. I hate is when people ask, like, tell me your, send me your bio, send me your pick, tell me, tell me 10 questions you want to ask, fill out, you know, give me right. your social security information or whatever. So that's the process, but let's flip it to you. Wait, wait, before you here. flip it to me, I Dang actually it. got a question for you. Okay, I actually got a question for you because here we go. I kind of do this with my podcast. So it's very interesting <laughs> that you said something where do you intentionally take the pictures to kind of do that serving side of things? Like here, let me serve you first. And it gets the person excited because like with my podcast, I'll cover somebody like I'm big on not necessarily asking for the interview, but showing how you fit inside the podcast first and foremost. And now we'll cover them and break down the lessons and then we'll tag them. And it's like, oh, I would, that was a fire clip. Yo, how can I get on the show? So is that kind of the same people? Y'all better be writing this down if you're trying to get guests, because this <laughs> is, this is some of our favorite secrets. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, so I, I kind of, I learned this from someone else. Okay. Uh, I was trying to build this podcast and I recorded like a bunch of solo episodes. I did like 30 of them by myself Ooh. and then put them all out with, like, you know, just Googling the school of Google, how to write a, how to do a podcast. Yeah. And then I was like, it's okay. It's not great. But there's this other guy who's doing a great show. He's got these big names on his, on his podcast. It's not in the marketing space, but I was like, how did you do it? And so I reached out and he's like, oh, I actually coach people on this. So i paid him to teach me. Right. And I, I, it was so different than what I was doing that I'd completely deleted my show. And after having Ooh. 30 released and started over from scratch really, uh, and I incorporated interviews into it because I didn't have interviews and like, how amazing is it to meet other people and to bring mm -hmm. their ideas into your show? And uh, I rebranded it and I relaunched it with actual momentum behind the launch. And he gave me this tip, which is go to where the people are that you want on your show. Because if you can meet them in person 
it's 10 times easier to establish a relationship. Mm. And then I brought my own stuff to that, which was like, you know what? I'm going to show up with a freaking photographer following me around a, because I'll get pictures that look good on social media, but yeah. B because people are just like, well, who are you? What are you doing? I know I'm the speaker, but like, I don't even got a photographer. What are you doing? Right. And I'm like, literally I'm doing nothing. I don't even have a show launched yet, but, but I need pictures. Uh, so that is how I got started. And that got me like, the keynote speaker of that conference, uh, actually of social media marketing world that year, because I had a, my photographer with me, we shot footage right there in the hallways. Yeah. I wasn't even asking for it. I wasn't, I had no questions. I was like, Hey, just want to say, I love your book, your speech, whatever. I'm just getting into this myself. I have a show I'm about to launch. And he's like, you guys making content? What's this photographer here for? Like he was distracted. <laughs> right. And I was like, Oh yeah. He's just capturing some shots. He's like, well, how about we make some content together? Would that be helpful? I was like, uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. So he came up and he leans in. His name's Mark Schaefer, uh, he yeah. wrote marketing rebellion. He's a great author and he leans in and he's like, and I had told him I'd worked on Coca-Cola's advertising and he's like, oh, I got a story for you. He's like, I never told the story actually. So he leans into my cameraman. We get real close. The audio is not great, but he leans in and he's like, so let me tell you this story from Coca-Cola about, uh, you know, whatever it was at the time, whatever the topic was. And he gives me this story. And I'm like, just blown away. Like this guy that I, you know, would love to be on the show is giving right. me a free story. So anyway, say thank you, shake his hand. He walks away. I email him afterwards and I say, here's that video. Thank mm. you so much for sharing it with me. Right. And That's here's good. some other pictures also. And, you know, by the way, if ever you'd love to share that perspective in longer, I'd love to have you on the show. And he posted that video on his website. So now I'm linked on his website. He then comes on the show, does a great interview, and he becomes my launch show. Even though I rec he was like the 10th recorded, he becomes the Ooh. launch show for the whole show. All because I had someone with me that gave me like fake clout, which wasn't the point. I wasn't trying to floss, but like right. that, oh, wow. that unlocked how I think about meeting people entirely. That's so, so good. Yeah, no, that's. That makes so much sense because I, I I have that mindset of serve first and then like ask 17 days later kind of situation. Yeah. And so yeah. to hear that, it's like, okay, good. Other people kind of have that same tactic because it shows the value of you first and that it's it's about them. And then it's because when it's more of like just a cold ask, it's more of like, oh, this is not going to be mutual. Now you're making it into a more mutual relationship. So that's that's so gold. People, I hope you. I like to say, I like to say you have to like them first. If you want people to like you, you oh, have absolutely. to like them first. Oh, please do not get people. Don't don't talk ever to people that that's just for the status or who's trending or whatever, because it's, it makes no sense. The conversation is going to go dead. There's not going to be any type of energy It's going to be rushed. Oh man. No. Yeah. Like them. Please like them. So speaking of liking them first, which is why Nikki is on this show. <laughs> one of my favorite things about her content is she has a show called Nikki and Moose. You guys got to check it out. She makes it easy. Nikki and Moose.com. Not hard to find. Right. Yeah. You go to the podcast and these conversations you two get into are so interesting um, because they take topical things happening in the world, in culture and entertainment, and they tell you that, that story. So you find kind of like you're getting the news, but also they bring out a very specific lesson in marketing or personal branding or branding in general, which for me, as someone who like nerds out on marketing, 
I have trouble finding things that are like actually entertaining as well. And mm-hmm. you, you guys do both. Yes. Uh, so I'd love to hear like what the idea for the show was when you started mm-hmm. and uh, how you got that going. So I am a low key, high key nerd. Right. So meaning I will watch interviews and read and audiobooks majority of my day. Right. And take notes. The great thing is I have a best friend named Moose who I would just bounce ideas and different quotes and different lessons from. And he would always spin it from a business perspective. So I always go from like a branding, marketing kind of side of things. Look, this is what Charlemagne the God said, but. I learned this from it, just going a little bit deeper into it. And he's like, that's interesting. We could break it down into a business side of things, too. So it started actually in the pandemic with remember that Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance. I loved it. Yes, we broke that. Note to, note to the crowd here, my son, my, my, uh, his, my, one of my two children, his name is Jordan named after Michael Jordan, even though I'm from Los Angeles, but you know, shout outs, big ups to, to Michael Jordan, Absolutely. obviously. Absolutely. Go gotta, ahead. gotta, gotta pay respects to Jordan. I mean, yeah. so, so we took that, we broke down that documentary as far as what are some of the branding and business lessons we can learn from the bulls. Right. And then it was a Facebook live show. We didn't even think about like, I thought about a podcast, but my big thing is how do we build an audience that sees if this is valuable or not? Right. So I just used the platform that I had at the time, which was we went through Facebook live because that was the easiest to show videos using. I use Ecamm live. So using Ecamm live to show the videos first and then go into the discussion we did that. People liked it, showed up. So we continue to do it where we broke down like Rihanna. We broke down Jay-Z. We broke down. And what were some of their like top four lessons and how does it apply to the regular smegular person from a branding aspect and a business aspect? It did so well. We did it like twice a week, right? We went live twice a week for about like three months. And then we pulled it out like yo some people want to hear the audio like you don't want to you don't have time to watch the whole video should we turn into a podcast right so getting out signals to our audience to see if they would bite or not right I'm big on I don't necessarily like jumping right and like hope to god it's going to work like you gotta you gotta guarantee me some type of results so I move very strategically so once I saw that, boom, all right, let's do it. We uh we took a week off from the live. We concentrated on our first episode, which was about Floyd Mayweather and, and breaking down those things. Mind you, I still hate that episode till this day. The craziest <laughs> thing is like, we've done it for three months. The second we were trying to do it for a podcast, every tech issue went wrong. We re-recorded that about five times to the point where I was like, Floyd Mayweather, he fights. Um, (laughs) He has real estate. You should do that. Like it it had gotten so annoying to me, but your first one is never going to be the greatest one, but you have to put it out there. So we, uh, we launched the podcast and ever since then it's just 
been evolving. We're at like a hundred and eleven by the time we're recording this, right? And the journey of like, okay, I look at an interview, I get the lesson, I break it down, not only giving extra exposure and and love to the interview or the podcast that I'm watching and we put it on the show, but also what people may fly by as far as just part of the interview. No, grab this part. How can we apply this to our personal brand? Because these, and this is why I love entertainers, is like they take, especially musicians, they take air and brand it, right? You can't really hold music. So you have to be creative with the marketing. You have to be creative with how you use social media. So yeah, low-key geek, as you can hear as I'm ranting about it, but um, it all started from, yo, I watch a whole bunch of interviews. You like to speak about it. Why don't we do this together? And I'm just, I'm, I'm going to just admit to everyone, this is going to be a selfish conversation between me and Nikki, and you guys are just flies on the wall. <laughs> I have, I swear, I did my work. I have like a prepared flow of conversation, but I don't even care anymore. I'm just enjoying <laughs> the conversation at this point. And I, you guys are along for the ride. So, you know, that that is what it is. Let's go. Uh, do you consider your show a podcast, a YouTube channel? Because I know it's both. Mm, like, yes. how do you, when you're creating, are you, how are you thinking about it? How do you? I'm just creating it as a show, mm-hmm. right? But m- mindful of how people consume, right? So meaning we invested in the the mics the second that we made it into a podcast, right? Before we had like uh, the Blue Yeti, whatever kind of camera, like just to get the the flow of things, right? But once we turned it into the podcast and we started getting serious with YouTube, okay, let's get the right camera. Let's get the right equipment, that whole nine, because this is bigger than just audio. This is just bigger than just video. This is can be consumed in multiple ways. Right. So I just consider it more as a show, like a super educational show that people will like when they find it, it's like, oh, this is the blueprint to how this person did it. This person did it. This is like and we look at like these big entertainers and influencers and brands and we just look at their accolades and what they've done but what are the obstacles that they and the little lessons that they give in these little in these in these podcasts and how do we apply it that's my the show that that picks up things that no one else would really want to talk about yeah well i hope that you agree that imitations the highest form of flattery because i don't know if it was inspired by that through osmosis or not but i was like man i've been wanting to talk about just things about like certain people in life that Mm -hmm. I've learned things from. And so I'm like, okay, I'll do these like little personal brand profiles, but they weren't topical. They weren't like this happened in the news today or this, like, which I think is a whole other way, like great way of getting attention. Uh, It was like, you know, literally like Top Gun just came out, but really I want to talk about the original Top Gun and the lessons I learned from Maverick who flew the planes. Like I want to go way back and talk about this random thing. And that's kind of how I was, was going about it. But I was like, I just was inspired. I was like, I want to talk about these lessons I'm learning in general that aren't as topical, but 
I had trouble in producing some of this stuff because I, I, I'm like, okay, Bruce Lee, I love Bruce Lee, right? And he's got mm-hmm. these amazing quotes, these things he says that are just yeah. very uh, inspiring. And I'm like, okay, I want to use that quote and tell people like what that means to me and what I interpret from that. And I, I use it and then I get flagged for like, you know, content violations of, right. Using, how are you getting around some of this stuff in terms of how do you, what's the right way to use this stuff that is not going to be a, a pain in the butt to actually make your content more interesting. Cause I think a lot of people should be doing this. Right. So it's, it's an ongoing battle. I ain't going to lie. Um, I actually had this conversation with one of uh, Sean Kennel's team member, Chris, too. Yeah. Right. So our workaround for not getting flagged, because we used to in the beginning, because we were like one, two minute clips. Here you go. Shout out to uh, what uh, Evan Carmichael. Like he does it all the time. So I was like, I want to ask him, too. Yeah, right. exactly. I'm like, how? How do you do this? Right. So for us now, we take about no longer than 30 seconds and we put music underneath it. Right. And then learning from some of these reaction videos on YouTube where they play whole songs, movie clips that have, but if you pay attention, and this is what I learned from Chris, where they would play it for a little bit, stop, talk. Right. And so this is something that I'm even thinking about for future content where I can possibly talk about a longer clip, go over a whole like 10 minute interview just of that particular section that he talked about branding or whatever. And I just got to interrupt it like, nah, did y'all catch that? So let me break it down into what that meant. And then let's continue to play it just like a reaction video. But the way that we have it now, we'll do 15 to 30 seconds with music and Also, we'll chop like we may get like the whole two minute clip, but we'll chop it up into the most important parts of 15 uh, to 30 seconds, because now we've modified it to where it's, it's, it's somewhat a little bit new. And so that's kind of our workaround where we show each other on the on the clip. Right. We play the music because you before. And I know certain outlets like shout out to the breakfast club. They do not play. You cannot really get anything from them. I don't care if it's like 10 seconds, they will flag you. Right. And I had to be okay with some of the things, depending on the topic, it not being monetized. I just had to be okay with that. It didn't say you couldn't use it. Right. And that's where I got very confused. Like the content ID situation is more of you can't monetize, but this could be up on YouTube. And for me, there's always that what is going to be brand awareness and what is going to be for, you know, the the monetization. So and th- that's why we do kind of topical conversations as well. So if we were to talk about Elon Musk, and the $8 Twitter verifications, right? We'll take that, but then we'll also flip it later down in the episode of, you know, Elon Musk got here by doing these particular things to become a boss, right? So we'll do the ones that he said what Twitter Blue was going to give out. I crossed my fingers. Please don't get flagged because people just don't know why this is happening. Like, 
everybody just thinks it's $8 to get a check, but there's other things that comes along with that. So please don't get flagged because I found the spot where he's talking about it. But then if that gets flagged, cool. If it doesn't, even better. The other one is when I trap you, when you come for this one and you see the following video of the lessons from Elon Musk, then I captured you to be more of a subscriber and a and a listener than anything else. So I'm I'm okay to get uh stabbed a little bit with the with the violations in order to get the long term listener and subscriber. Yeah, once they're because once they're subscribed, then they're there watching the other videos. And absolutely, it's yeah, gonna pop up on their homepage. Yeah, it, if you guys missed any of that, I mean, basically, it's like if you get flagged then something you could have gotten money for, they're like, you can no longer run ads in this one video. So yeah. that one's not being monetized. And yeah, it's, that's been a problem. And it doesn't problem. cause a strike to, it's like, it's not a copyright situation. It's just like a content ID one where you just can't monetize. Yeah, There's two I'm, different things. Yeah. How often are you getting flagged these days? Like Not often. Praise good. God. I yeah. would say maybe this year we got, twice oh that's not bad at all okay so right so and we have over short, 700 videos keeping them short 15 30 seconds yeah uh for that piece of the unit and then you're running music under it but still their their original audio too yep. um but adding music to it so it sound there's like different pieces to it mm -hmm. and then uh try you know not being beholden to the monetization yeah that's great Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Dude, that's just selfish. I needed that. I needed that. Oh, I got you. Yeah. No, we, um, the music part was something we just added, I would say a couple of months ago, because there was one, one version, uh, one video that I was like, nah, I, I need to play this. And I really need to monetize on this. This one I know is going to go make this work. Let's try to add music. Let's see if that happens. Right. Once we did it and it worked, I said, game over yeah, game like, over because it, it was about it. how do you modify it how, how you modify the original while still keeping it like uh on an educational side and you're not using it to sell something i was like oh we're good yeah i, th I think it's just the approach it's like not sh it's not if it's how you're like mm -hmm. how can what do i if i need to get someone to animate this and dub over a new voice and yes. <laughs> to make this clip work. I think that yes. that level of attention to making something good is I think what's driving, you know, the success of your your channel and your show. Mm -hmm. I think that that those attend that attention to making what you know is going to be good um, matters. Yeah, because uh, it you look at it, and this is why I love YouTube, because on Instagram and Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, that's well, TikTok's now starting to be more SEO friendly. So that's great. But the other ones aren't. So they could take the whole clip. As long as they credit them, that thing is going to play. The only time it gets crazy is if the the music side of things, but actual interviews and 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 movie clips and everything, they don't necessarily go too too crazy, right? But on YouTube, they do. Because YouTube is everything content. So I was so determined to be like, how do we make these topics searchable, right? And another change that I had made was not make it about the person, but make it about the topic, right? When I'm covering people like a Jay-Z, like a Diddy and, and so forth, and 
realizing if I just make it about Diddy did this, they'll look for Diddy, right? They won't necessarily care about the perspective when I'm saying, here's the lesson, boom, boom, boom. And then I'll say maybe Diddy's name at the end. Now the watch time goes up and I could keep the the clip because I'm not trying to deem it as it is them. I'm now making it more of an educational standpoint and they're okay with that. I'm like, yes, let's do that. Yeah. Well, and then you're getting the right people watching it too, because they're not Absolutely. people searching for like the latest Diddy videos. They're looking for whatever that topic was you're talking about. And that's just the most interesting thumbnail and story in the group of mm -hmm. things. Yeah. Um, that's great. Uh, you mentioned the different channels. I mean, we, you know, TikTok is like the the elephant in the room. But besides that, how do you think about the channels in general? Like the your 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 perspective on how you use them, how you think about each of them or them all together, uh, role of channel, whatever it is. How do, how do you think about them when you're creating content? Yeah, I think um, I use social media as a tool, right, to become a global brand, right? If everybody is on these different platforms and this platform, regardless of which one it is, is free and they push it out to some people and if those people like it, it'll continue to push out. I'm more of a, how are we strategically taking them through the journey? Meaning I got to give you little bite-sized clips because you don't know me, right? So let me give you some bite-sized clips that is going to give uh, some type of functional value, right? Tips, tricks. And you're like, oh my God, this is great. How do I get to know more about the how, right? Okay, well, now you mo you might go into the YouTube situation or you might go into the pod the podcast audio situation. Now you're getting longer form. Now you're like, okay, I'm hooked. What do I do? Now you're going into these different programs that we have. So I use social media. My my main bay, I always say you always have to have a main bay, right? Which is Instagram for me, right? Uh, I love Instagram, even though it doesn't, it's like a toxic relationship. I really feel <laughs> like Instagram is a toxic relationship. You could show all the love to it and it could just go somewhere else. It's dumb, right? And then you have, I, I, I really treat these things because it's social, it's relationship, right? But I really treat these platforms as relationships because then you have TikTok and, and YouTube shorts looking sexy over here. Like, hello, <laughs> when, when Instagram isn't paying attention to you, I'm going to pay attention to you. Right. And then you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to take some from, from the main platform. Cause my big purpose is I'll concentrate on one and repurpose on the others. I'm not trying to stress myself out with creating different videos and pictures on all these other ones. It's a different audience for the most part, right? We normally are attracted to just one platform and we may go on multiple ones, but we are normally always going to one or two uh, platforms, right? So concentrate on one, repurpose on the other. So this is where I'll repurpose on TikTok. I'll repurpose on YouTube. Like I created just to test it out a whole separate uh, Nikki Saunders YouTube one just for the shorts, just to see, okay, how good are you talking over there? Mm -hmm. Like 
you're about to do some monetization changes and, and pay people for vertical form. Let's see how good you are, right? And it does treat me nice sometimes. I will I won't lie. TikTok is is very impressive at times, right? But like any other social media platforms, it's going to take you on a high and then get you on a low, right? It has nothing to do with who you are as a brand or how good your content is. That's just how the system rocks. It's about what is the purpose of you being on social media and being on any of these platforms in general, right? And if it is going with a pure heart of, listen, I just want to impact the people with some type of motivation, some type of education, some type of, of of entertainment, right? Whatever your form is. And I just want to put that out to the world. Boom. You utilize these social media platforms in the, the ups and downs that it does to take them through the journey that you want them to do. Yeah, no, I like that. I, I think for me, I've said, you know, I'm only going to create originally for long form to start. And then I repurpose too. And I love putting them in all the different places. Yeah. Uh, I think you're creating for two places. I think you're creating your, your long form show and you're creating short form individually uh, catering that if I, if I to yeah, uh, yeah, channel. Yeah. So I look at it as what is going to allow me to create the most unlimited amount of content in the world. Right. I don't like working when it comes to content too, too hard because it's it will exhaust you. Like if you're trying to create something new every single day, that is going to exhaust you, even for the best content creators. So of course I got uh, the podcast that's about like an hour long. And so we chopped that up into like seven different small clips. And then we have about like four or five YouTube, you know, smaller clips for that, but not the vertical form, right? Just like about eight minutes and long for the monetization, right? And then I'll create for my own personal brand, I'll do some, uh, the main one is my lives, right? I'll go live on Instagram, super like probably 30, 40 minutes, right? But I'll also record it from a, from a behind the scenes situation. So I'll have my, my uh, phone, propped up, you'll see the feed on it, but you'll also get like a high definition based off the camera and the and the mic. You'll get that experience so I could repurpose it. So I have now two, three clips just from one live. Then of course, if something's happening on social media with with Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, I'll just do a green screen or I'll I'll talk about it real quick based off certain updates. So I'm probably only creating something new probably two, three times a week the most because I sometimes feel like I want to create more, but I'm mainly concentrating on my podcast and my my Instagram lives. One, because I like connecting with the people better, but two, I know I could repurpose that uh, with no problem. Yeah. I, I think that's for me, part of the next kind of generation of steps for me. It's like, I got the long form dialed in the repurpose, but I need like, I need original short form content that I can sit down with and do whatever it is. I don't have to, but I, I right. think that I'm now interested in some of that because um, I wanted to find a way that I wasn't just doing what I see other people do that isn't interesting to me, where which yeah. is like forcing a how-to in a quick 
uh, in a quick, you know, push and play. Hey, it's Brandon again, talking to, you know, like telling you about the five steps about this. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it doesn't feel natural to me. I like these, what I love about the clips of a podcast or whatever is that you, you can catch us in a real conversational moment giving something that we really think as a perspective, as opposed to something that feels dialed or prescript, you know, whatever it is, fake. Uh, no, I, I got a, I got a really good, and for your listeners, if you want to steal this, I'm probably going to do this today or tomorrow. So cool. Right. But like I said, I was a low, I'm, I'm a low key, high key geek. And so what I want to do is actually record behind the scenes of me watching some of these interviews and taking the notes and then it transitioned into the part that I want people to get the lesson from. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it shows like, okay, what's Nikki watching? What interviews she, she uh, watching today? What book she reading today? And then boom, going into like a quick lesson and things like that. I want to do more of what I really do in real life. Cause some people are just like, they got to see the more of the behind the scenes mm-hmm. instead of just the straight here, this, this, this. So I'm going to do more of what I do in real life and incorporate it with still the value of it. So that's one of the, the ideas that I'm going to be uh, today or tomorrow for sure. Yeah, no, it's, we'll watch out for it. <laughs> see it actually happening as it happens. Yeah. Um. You, you know, we talked about, how you're creating content. I'd love to talk about how you go about, cause you're, you're basically an educator in this space, yeah. uh, how you help other people when they're starting their content creation journey. What are some of the th- lessons that you like to impart upon people who are getting started creating content? Yeah, I, I go, I go with these three things and Socrates said it, but I'm a flip it, right? It's like, know thyself, choose thyself and create thyself, Right. When we're talking about jumping on social media, you have to know who you are first. Some of us have just gotten around social media and created some of our brands because everybody else is doing it, right? Or, okay, TikTok is working. We got to be on TikTok, right? But do you have what it takes to create the content on TikTok? Like, are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? Because if you are an introvert trying to do all these these vertical videos, you're not going to be consistent. So I'm big on before we do anything, can we know who we are? Are we introverts? Are we extroverts? If what is the most natural way of creating content for us? And what is the platform that's going to allow us to be our natural self? Because if I wake you up, I always say this, if I wake you up at 3.47 in the morning, cold in the eye, like, yo, 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 Brand, wake up, wake, wake up. I got an audience real quick that is ready for you. I need you to, to say your message in either video, audio, written, or photo. What are you going to pick? What are you going to pick? For me, it's audio. Okay, so then this is what you feel comfortable doing every single day because at 347, you're not thinking. You're not, you're like, okay, all right, hold on. Let me get this mic, right? Now we have to find a comfortable way of doing that every single day on a platform that allows us to do that every single day. Now, that's not saying you have to do it every single day because it's a matter of creating a consistent schedule, Right. What can you commit to and tell your people I'm going to show up every Thursday, Friday. Right. Like there are podcasts that 
do it every single day. There's podcasts that do it once a week, right? There's podcasts that do it three times a week. So whatever your consistent schedule in the natural way that you do it on a platform you feel the most comfortable with. Like for me, I feel comfortable on Instagram. That's my vibe. That allows me to distribute all these the the content that I put on on Instagram to the world and other platforms, right? Then um uh choosing choose thyself. This is where I say choose choose the platform, choose uh the way to create, right? Uh and create thyself is how do I create these these pieces of content now that I said, this is what I'm going to do. This is where I go, what is my media team without necessarily having personnel? And we have a media team right on our phone. So if I need a video editor, I'm going to do CapCut or InShot or Video Leap, right? If I need a photographer or photo editor, I'm going to go into Lightroom. I'm going to go into Visco, right? If I need a graphic designer, I'm going into Canva, right? If I need a social media manager because I'm too busy, Nikki, I'm too busy, Brandon, I don't have time to post, then I'm going in uh, later. I'm going in Buffer. I'm going into Creator Studio, Business Suite. I'm doing all these things that until I have the actual personnel, then I have a whole media team right on my phone. So it's always know thyself, choose thyself and create thyself. I love it. No, I love it. It's I think super memorable for, for people getting started. I think having those tools that you can use along the way that kind of are the, the foundation for you, like for people who don't have the money to pay for those actual people, the the tools are there. People like yes. smarter people than us have built these things to help you out along the way. I do want to ask a deeper question, but before that, what tool are you using for like first your scheduling? Cause that's an easy one to get out of the way. You said yeah. buffer, but is that what you use or do you use? Other I use later. I use later. later and creator studio between those two. Um, I like creator studio, which is uh, a meta app that you, that has a better desktop format than the app, just because you can see all the things you can monetize. Right. So I like that. From that standpoint, from a Facebook and Instagram mm -hmm. side later, because it allows me to schedule out reels with no problem. Mm -hmm. Like even though Creator Studio is meta and they do push it out as a reel, I feel like it's still funky. Later makes me feel warm and fuzzy. They were one of the uh, first few people to be able to schedule out reels. So but it, it allows me to do the TikTok, Twitter all the other platforms at the same time. So uh, between Creator Studio, uh, Later, and then I use YouTube natively for the scheduling of everything just because I'm still trying to learn YouTube. So until I learn that, I'm not giving it up to a third party. No, that's fair. That's fair. With Later, do they let you have that? I know some have a content queue that it'll just keep pushing things back. Like you use it once and then it goes back into the end of the schedule kind of thing. And you can, no, use it I don't, I don't think it has I, that. I've been looking for one that has that. And I think it might, or there's one other that's just like it. I forget what it's called, but I'm I've got to look into that. I'm not I'm looking really for the sure. evergreen thing. I'm like, I have evergreen pieces that I want to just keep populating in and mm. I can add new things to it um, because I don't want to keep scheduling. I want it to just know that I want to post. Well, it stays so, so I know it, it, uh, all the ones that I've used are on the left side. 
it doesn't necessarily push it to another day later mm-hmm. down the road. I, I don't know if it could do that. That would be really dope. If I think could. there's one that has that. I'm trying to, I have to, I'm like doing my research now to figure which one it is. Cause you have to pay, pay for them and kind of thing, you know? So oh, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. trying to figure it out. Cause I know that there's one that does that, that like literally you have a queue that you're, they just, it keeps pulling them out of the that's queue. So smart. And like, that's what I need. Cause if I can just keep popping things into there, yeah, then I can ratchet up from, you know, like the quantity, which is my big focus right now is like, I've got plenty of quality things that have been produced. I want the quantity to go up yeah, based on older things. So that's, we're going to, I'll let you guys know where we net out with that. Oh yeah. That's, that's, you know? super and if it's not invented, then someone's just waiting on it. And, yeah. And, somebody, and, one of your listeners <laughs> invent sleeping. that real quick and then give it to us and we're going to promote it. I'm just saying, yeah. I promise you, my, really? my audience will eat that up. Exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, that's the first question. The second yep. was uh, the other tool that you had mentioned. What are you actually using to edit your footage? I know you have an editor's background, which I think makes you biased towards certain tools, but I what do. are you actually using? And then we can get into the conversation. So I use uh, Adobe Premiere Pro and I use CapCut. Okay. And so what do, Cap tell Cut, me CapCut, what that does. So CapCut is amazing. First off, it's free. All right. And they don't pay me. So the fact that I sound this excited for somebody that doesn't pay me, <laughs> listen, I'm I'm being very true with this, right? So it allows you to do clearly the transitions, the titles, the regular video editing app situation, but it also does captions that will allow you to stand out like those trending ones we keep seeing, the ones, the dynamic captions that come up when we're talking, it's bold, it's highlighted. CapCut could do that all for free. Where there's other apps that you have to pay from a monthly standpoint, yearly standpoint to get that, that does it for free. It has great effects. You are allowed to download, uh, well, upload your own fonts. It takes pictures, even pictures, and turns it into like a 3D video. Right. Like a still picture turning it into now a video. So there's no excuse for, oh, I only like photos. Well, turn that photo into a video. Now you have uh, a vertical short form video that you can put on TikTok, YouTube shorts, reels, and now you're relatable. Right. So I think the capability and also they have templates. So you if you do not like to edit or don't know how to edit they have templates of all the most trending things that are happening or some new stuff that people are making that literally you click on it and it shows you, hey, add a video here. This is going to show up for three seconds, one second, four seconds. And you just export it and it can export up to 4K to 60 frames per second. And you're good. So I love CapCut. And yeah, and I have Adobe Premiere Pro and I, I know how to use that. I will pick CapCut any day. And they have is, a web version for those people who like uh, to do it on the web. It's, is it desktop also? Yeah. Like you, yeah. So yeah, that sounds amazing. I was good. That was like a, going into this, I was like, how is she doing her captions in a way where it keeps changing the styles? Like it gets bigger, smaller, the fonts change. There's a, an icon yep. that pops so up. This, so it's CapCut and there's another cool tool called Descript. So yeah, the script that one I know about. Yeah. Yeah. So the script does the captions really cool too. Right. And they're not known for the caption. They're known for other things. They're they're known for their AI of like turning it into a transcription and deleting some of the words. And now it reflects on your video. 
That's cool. But their captions options are are amazing too. But between Adobe Premiere Pro, CapCut, and Descript, you you can have amazing captions. So that's what I wanted to mention. So like I am so because I have a lot of podcasters that I that I work with because that's mm-hmm. like my world. But I am channel agnostic. I want it to be everywhere. I love having video as part of my podcast. Yeah. But it's just where I create, right? But this part of it, of making a podcast in an old school format, interesting to a YouTube and into these shorter videos takes extra work. Yes. And to your point about liking video or being good at video, I don't like edit. I'm sorry, editing. I don't like editing, right? Yeah. It's not no my, one does. my go-to. <laughs> but no, this, no one really likes it. Right. Like, but it's not my skill. It's not, it's not what I want to spend time on. So the script save that for me, right? I can yeah. literally edit text. That's easy. I cut, I find the things I like. I can cut 30 minutes to like an eight minute video of YouTube very easily mm-hmm. following a train of thought. I love it. But then I have this great raw eight minute footage that now I want to make interesting visually for yes. YouTube. And I'm like, man, what do I do other than actually editing in video to do this? And the captions was part of it. Yep. Um, so that helps, I think, with that. But then tell me the rest. What are you doing now that you have an you've done the cuts, but you yeah. have this now video footage that you want to make interesting on YouTube? Yeah, it's so there's two things. Telling a story and keeping people distracted. Right? So one just changing like zooming in, right? So we may be just sitting in the same spot, but every 2 seconds I may zoom more into me and then you see the full room, then zoom more into me. For some reason, people really like that. Why? Because it keeps distractions, right? Another thing to keep distractions, but what will help with the storytelling is B-roll, right? For those people who don't know what B-roll is, that's a, a video or picture that we didn't take pretty much and adding it to our video to create context of what we're saying. Right. So it, this is where it, this is perfect for podcasters who just sit in one spot the majority of the time speaking. But now I can add if I'm saying, yo, I was in New York this week and I show glimpses of the New York skyline and then I go into the streets of Queens. And so now people are seeing what I'm saying instead of just seeing my face. Right. Uh, so captions. Uh, Of course, titles to just pretty much say what in the world this video is. Uh, Distractions from a zoom in, zoom out standpoint. Sound effects. Sound effects also help because I could be doing something else. I hear like, wait, what was that? Wait, what happened? And it makes you pay attention to the video a little bit longer now. So sound effects and B-roll is some of the things that I incorporate in especially in my in my podcast but a, a lot too in some of the short form videos that I create. And are you doing that in your professional editing software the the B-roll and the, so, the sound and the So uh the sound and some of the B-roll can actually be done in CapCut. I have them like uh my process is I use uh Motion Array for some of the B-roll, right? Uh and YouTube actually. I'll use some some clips from YouTube and I'll have it on my phone already and I'll just add it to my video editing app. Now, of course, everything is so much simpler on a computer when it comes to extensive editing. But for the most part, if I'm doing like a 30 second video, I'm doing it on CapCut. 
Yeah. Well, I hope a lot of people are just taking notes and and getting the hacks that I am today because doing the research to figure out all these tools is just bananas. Oh, yeah. uh, just to get like one of those audiogram things, which isn't even video, it's just right. the sound and the thing. I'm like, I need a better one of these. And there were like eight of these programs. Uh, I tried all of them because they were all free in some way, shape or form Absolutely. and found one that I actually liked. And now I don't use them at all because the video is just so prominent. Um, but just doing that research was exhausting to find one that just didn't suck. So yeah. I think finding mentors, talking to other people, other creators is such a huge part of this process. And for you, those of you who don't know, Nikki here doesn't just have a podcast. She also has an online community. You can check that out at www.deeperthanthebrand.com. And there are all kinds of courses, number one, that can educate you on some of this stuff to get you moving, yeah. uh, but also a community of other people that are in this boat. So you can find these tools uh, or you can just listen to all my podcasts and try to find this one five second clip to figure out this answer. But communities <laughs> like this where you can get those questions answered. Yeah. What made you uh, help? What made you build that community? How'd that get it going? So I helped build uh, Eric Thomas brand. Uh, who is a motivational speaker from 300K to 2.1 million on Instagram, right? And over a million on Facebook and and million on YouTube. She says nonchalantly but, as all of us minds are blown by, <laughs> by how she, because Eric Thomas is a phenomenal known speaker and his brand hey, has blown up these past five years. Yeah, yeah. he's super dope. Um, so as I realized that people kept asking me questions about it, right? I was very low key. I'm, I was, and still kind of am a behind the scenes person, right? But I'm realizing two things. I'm realizing people need to know the blueprint because there's not a lot of people saying it, right? When I was trying to learn it, I had to go find every single thing. That's how I found your podcast as well. I'm trying to find every single thing that is talking about branding, social media. Con I'm trying to find everything. Some was good, some was bad, right? I wish there was one person, two people at least, that could just break down things. And so I was like, I got to be the change that I want, right? So that was one of the things. And then two, creators and behind the scenes people don't have a face, right? And so I felt for me, it was my job to shed light to people who are behind the scenes, right? And majority of them don't want to be upfront. And I, for the most part, still don't like necessarily being upfront. I like to do my work and keep it moving, but there are some really amazing people and for if one person can start the conversation of what happens truly behind the scenes and the creators that are a part of it, it would make the other people feel comfortable. So I'm, I'm big on creating the change and creating impact. Plus, there are amazing people who have amazing stories and just don't know how to visually say it, how to put it on a podcast, how to put it on social media. And so I just want to help those people who aren't the Eric Thomas, the Inky Johnsons, the big Brent Earn Your Leisure, who aren't them, but have the pen potential to be them. And all they need is just certain uh, steps and tools and resources to do that. 
No, I love that. And I think with, I think a lot of people resonate with the fact that like when, when you think about yourself, you don't always think of yourself as the, you know, the front man or the influencer or the face of your business or whatever mm -hmm. it is. And I think especially that's true of editors, anyone who's, who's been someone who works for other people in general, and you know, that's not their normal go-to, yeah. uh, that's how they found themselves in that career in general. But I'd love to hear a little bit more personally for you, as you started to actually come into having a personal brand, yeah. how that has benefited you and just how you went about, I guess, owning that and stepping into it. So I look at it as more of, I have to practice what I preach. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so there was a time and anybody who really teaches have been at a point where the numbers and the content doesn't really reflect what you're teaching, but your accolades can show, right? If I'm going to talk about content, social media, and branding, I have to step into that as well, right? So for me, if I'm telling people, hey, post every single day if you could, and I'm out here posting three times a week, I'm, I'm a hypocrite of what I preach. So for me, it was practice what you preach, but then also understand that you are, I play more of the people's champ. It's not about me. It is about making sure people feel safe in such an uncertain world, which is the digital world, right? So once I took myself, because once there was a time where I was like, yo, I don't want to, I want to do this all the time. I don't want to, I don't want to, the, the, the growing, the following and this, that, that's not, that's not me. That's my clients. That's the people that I'm helping. I want them to grow. But one, as I'm, as I'm learning, it naturally happens because I have to, I have to be a practitioner of these things. I'm not the type that goes and reads and then tells you what happens. Oh, okay. Twitter did this. So do this. They're like, but why didn't you do this? You're right. I'm, that's not me though. Right. I want you to do it. it I can't do that. So I, I started doing that. And then people were like, yo, I need you on this platform. I need you. I need you here. I need you there. I'm like, uh, so I'm still trying to get used to it as well as like we were having conversations uh, earlier. Like I'm still getting used to the the full scope of being a like a well-known personal brand. And, and maybe that's just the humble streak that I that I'm on. Right. Which is crazy because everybody's like, yo, you're you're black and Puerto Rican and you're from New York. You should have no humbleness in you. But I do. Right. I have all the humbleness in the world. But I for me, me stepping more into it is just understanding more of the purpose and understanding it's bigger than me. The brand is never about me. It's about others. And the bigger that I get, the bigger that it will help the people. So that's how I now look into things. Yeah, I think I think that's the the, the big step is it's almost like you hear all these things. And if you want to be an educator or a coach about anything or an expert, if you want to call it that, just 
regurgitating what you hear will only take you so far because suddenly you'll start to hear 10 different approaches and you're like, well, I don't know which is the best one because right. I haven't tried them. Right. And like that, that's what happened for me too. It's like, I'm literally trying all these different things. I'm like, well, because I, I heard them all and now I'm, now you made me curious yeah. because I don't believe that they're all equally as good. I think that there's a reason that one thing is better for me and something different is better for you. And I'd like to know the reasons. That's just how I think. So pulling at those threads, I think it forces you to then want to share those opinions with other people. Cause you're like, fine, I'm trying it guys. I'll do it. I'll be the Guinea pig. And then you're like, well, guess what I found? This is interesting. Yeah. And it it builds that credibility because it's like, no one wants to be the first one. Right. So if you find something new and you do it now, it's like, okay, I'll try it. Because Brandon did it. I, Nikki did it. I Like, I feel okay doing it because they did it first or they did it and now I can do it too. So it's it's more of you're creating a movement that I can do this too. And that's powerful. Yeah. When it's like if they say, well, Brandon says use CapCut now, right? Right. And, but I've never actually tried it or used it, but Brandon says to use it. And then they find it and they don't like it or something. Right. They're going to blame me. Or... They should have just followed you to begin with because you were the one that tried it. Why Why am I even in the middle of all this if, right. if it wasn't something I love? So yeah, I think you've got to put yourself into the process. Uh, if you want to be a part of a community, you've got to contribute in some way. Uh, and and sometimes it's taking that that trailblazer mentality and be like, okay, I'm going to try these things. Yeah. I, I and we've seen, we've seen the negative side of things, right? Where we've seen based off people's influence, they get certain deals from a money standpoint, and the brand flops. We've seen it with a lot of the crypto situations, right? Where uh, promoting a certain coin or a certain company and it just completely flopped. And now the influencer looks crazy, yeah. right? So influence and media has a lot of power, a lot of power. And it could be scary at certain times, right? I, 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 on my podcast, I think I covered where it was, you know, who has more power, the president or media, right? And they were like media because it could form different opinions, different movement. And and the president has one voice. But if you have CNN, ESPN, uh, Channel 16, all the social media blogs, all on this one particular thing. Oh, it's a different story. And that's also because these platforms have influence and personal brands are part of those platforms that we are platforms that people look into. And that's that could be a little intimidating, but I'm big on we're all brought in this earth for a particular reason. And you just have to step into that. Well, yeah. And I think if you're stepping into it to begin with, it's because you have some kind of mission you're on. You're trying to make some kind of impact and you've realized that you need people to have yes. an impact on at some point. Yes. Uh, and you can do that in your community. If you're, if you want to, you know, I think, so I have had Evan Carmichael on the show. And one of the things I really remember him saying was like, some people are built to impact, you know, the one or two people around them. And some yeah. people are built to impact the masses. And if you feel like you're being pulled to help more than just the the few people around you, then it takes you 
having the courage to step out uh, and be that leader. And sometimes that means that you have to be the face of your business, the face of your brand. Mm -hmm. Uh, Absolutely. But it takes courage. It it can't not. For sure. Uh, You know, as we're, as we're wrapping up here today, I do want to, I mean, what I said earlier, my favorite thing is that you taught, you use these trends in culture and in uh, the news and, and celebrity, if you will. Yeah. How do you think about your, like selection process? Is it simply as inspiration strikes or have you found a process for finding things that inspire you to talk about? So I have, I have two processes. I have what people are talking about and then what is a deep lesson for me, right? So, and of course there's a strategy behind it. One, uh, I already know if I talk about something that everybody's talking about, that's going to bring more eyes to what I'm doing, right? So, but also being very true with the beliefs and values of the brand, right? So I'll never go too controversial, right? Even though my DMs will be like, yo, are you going to talk about this? Are you going to talk about this? Like, for instance, when Kanye was being Kanye, I avoided it to a certain extent. Like I didn't go into the details, but I did talk about how the brands he was with were affected and how our platforms are so important that it is bigger than us on our views. And we have to be aware of as leaders what the, and that's what we are as personal brands, as leaders, that we have to consider other people who are watching us. Right. So I know that was going to do good. Right. But then I'm going into it from what do I like? Right. Because I could be consistent based off what I like. Right. And what is still going to is what I like still going to add value to the people. So that's the two sides of of my thing, because we we have different segments like we have the what's popping section and that's the trending side. This we have one just to create engagement with the audience, which is uh, things I could live without. So I'm picking three topics of why is this even happening in the world? What can you live without? Then I'm going through the blueprint, which is the lessons that inspired me and Moose and, and sharing that to the world. And then we have a this or that, which is like a little versus, but that's another lesson based off something that we saw from an article or an interview. And we're, seeing if we have different perspectives on it or uh, or we're keeping it. So that's kind of how I process things. And then all the leftover things I just use for my personal content. There you go. Uh, it makes it easy. No, I appreciate yeah. you sharing that because I think some people, it's hard to see the final product and not understand how you think as a creator. And I think that's the piece that more people need to like be learning and, and studying up on. So I appreciate you sh- going behind the scenes and sharing that with us. I'm an now, open book if you ask. I, there you go. That's why we're asking. That's why yes. you're here. Um, you know, I realize we've, you know, we've gone through this whole conversation. Yep. Uh, you have this amazing show that people need to check out at NikkiAndMoose.com. Yeah. And we've somehow neglected not to even mention who Moose is or anything. <laughs> and that's okay. You know what? This isn't about him today. This is about you today. Right, right, right. You know, it's not Moose and Nikki. It's Nikki and Moose today. Right. right? But Mustafa Ghanim uh, Moose, aka Moose, is your co-host. Yes. And all I'll say is, 
A, he, he also brings a lot to the show, but yes. B, if you had to just give him one compliment today and about what he brings to the show or just in mm-hmm. general, uh, let's leave them with that as the teaser for them getting to know your show a little bit better. Yeah, he is, for one, he's a genius too. I always say that. I bring the energy, right? And, and, and the fun of things, but he brings such a structure and practical side that I can never do. So I'll be, I'll be the one that brings the the exciting topics and and that whole nine, and I'll bring the branding side, but the business side of how to really truly structure an empire is what he's a genius at, right? And taking something of a small idea and bringing it to things of like generational wealth status is is what he does very well, and it's it's a it's a yin and the yang situation. I'm I'm the extrovert. He's the introvert. So uh, it brings a really good balance to the whole show. Uh, and I couldn't do it without him. Oh, that's great. I think it's a great compliment to him. Uh, your The chemistry of the show, of that partnership is, I think, uh, amazing personally. And uh, I hope the the rest of the audience here goes and checks it out. You're already on your podcast player. Go to Nikki and Moose and, uh, com and check it out or just- yep type it into your podcast player and find it there. Absolutely. Thanks for thanks for spending all this time with us today. This was Of course. Amazing. No, thank you for personally. the invite. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I'll have you back on anytime and we appreciate you. Any parting thoughts for the audience as we close up here today? Yeah, the only thing I will say is truly be your authentic self. That's what's trending. That's what's working, right? Uh shout out in a positive way of the pandemic because it really brought out people's true side. We couldn't put, go to the studio no more, anything like that. So now we're seeing more from the phones. Now we're seeing more of real life and this is okay. And just be okay being yourself because people need you and you are the gap that the market has. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing your perspective with us today. I appreciate you being here. Absolutely. And thank you all for listening in as I selfishly took this show and made it my own personal coaching session with Nikki here. I hope you guys got as much knowledge as I did today. And as always, we will catch you next time. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to help you build a brand that matters. Head over to BrandsOnBrands.com for resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit BrandsOnBrands.com.